Path of Night is an actual play Vampire the Masquerade podcast set in the classic world of darkness. We're all friends, we're here to have fun, but our story can include graphic violence, drug use, sexual content, and other mature themes. We've talked at our table about safety, comfort, and consent both as players and storytellers. We know what to expect, we're all excited to be here, and we want you to feel the same. So listener discretion is advised. Now let's walk the Path of Night. Last time on Path of Night. The monstrous Wargle Weeping Bear was killed, but not before setting both Johnny and Miles into torpor. Bretta, Wynne, and Neil tried to figure out what to do feeling lost without guidance from Miles. The quarry hid out in the sub-basement of Neil's Haven in a bad part of town, where Neil revealed his upsetting hoarding tendencies, secret connections to Clan Asamite, and the fact that he practices Duranki, a forbidden type of Asamite blood sorcery that Clan Tremere would kill him over. Wynne called Sheriff Weathers to report on Miles, Johnny, and the Sabbat concerns only to be told that Seneschal Reese of Clan Tremere would come to Neil's Haven to deal with the situation. And so the group of you wait for Reese or whoever it is that's going to come and assist with this problem that both of your friends are experiencing right now, and you wait and wait, and no one comes. A night goes by, two nights... And what's nearly two weeks passes before you hear anything at all. And as the group of you starts to become stir-crazy, a phone goes off. Uh, hello? This is Seneschal Reese. I'm calling to inform you that I'm on my way to deal with your unconscious Bruja friend. I... Uh, What is his name? Johnny. Yes, Johnny... Oh, I am coming to assist, Johnny. Uh, please be advised that kindred of significant standing are on their way to your haven. Please have it in order. We'll be there in one hour. And he hangs yes. up on you. Neil looks around. And gets A stack of papers, like as if on cue, tips over and smashes to the ground. Uh, newspapers flying all over the place, landing out of order. Okay, and clearly I need a fucking self-control check. <laughs> Your difficulty is seven. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Mulcavians have derangements. <laughs> yep. That's stereotyping. But no, it isn't. It's in the book. It's stereotyping. I got two successes. All right. Uh, um. Neil, I don't. Let us help pick this up, okay? No, 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 no. no. I'll, I'll. I. It's. I have a. I have a system. I have a system. You. Uh, we need to get them up, upstairs. The Seneschal and other significant kindred are, are going to be here in like in like an hour. Okay, let's um, okay. do it now. They're coming here, and they're coming here now. Why isn't he coming alone? What does he mean significant standing? Because I'm guessing someone has to wake up. Well, regardless, let's get them up here, okay? Uh, yeah, okay. I... I'm going to need help bringing them up the ladder. All right, can, I can, can you... I can get them up the ladder. How about we'll leave that to Wynn, and you and I will work on up here? I'll... Uh, you, no, you help Wynn. I have a, I have a system, and Neil just gets on his hands and knees and starts ordering newspapers. Okay. You know that thing when, like, hey, company's coming up, and we have mm-hmm. to clean, and suddenly you have to clean the inside of your medicine cabinet, yep. even <laughs> though that's not what the problem is? Yep. All right, I'm going to grab Johnny, bring him up first. Okay. See if you can find a tarp or something. I will look around. I'm going to need an investigation roll okay. to find anything useful. That's fair. How do I roll that again? 
What's your investigation rating? Oh, it's zero. You may not roll. Okay. I really hate to complicate things for you guys. <laughs> I don't think you I don't do think it you all. Do. But I would like to point out that Johnny is a big fellow. Mm-hmm. You are strength three. Yep. Do not have potence. Nope. And you only have one blood currently with which yep. to b- pump your uh, nothing. Three strength is last. pretty good. It is. But to carry a large, unconscious, dead weight person up a ladder? I mean, you don't have any body fluids. Maybe that'll help. No, you're dried out. You're, you're all dry inside. <laughs> stretching for prayers here. I'm, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying. It's, it, you can get them up there, but you have an hour to do so. Cool. Well, I'm ordering newspapers, so good luck, guys. All right. I'm just going to grab Johnny. Do you need help when? I'm not as strong as you are, but... I might need you to push while I pull from up top. All right, let's do that. So Wynn will carry him as far up the ladder as she can. All right. Britta, move closer. Yeah. Put your hands on his ass and just kind of hold him against the ladder. Um, okay. Man, we put our bodies on the line and this is what we get for it. You were very tenderly lowered down. Okay. They just dropped you on your face. Yeah. <laughs> Wynn kicked him down a hole. <laughs> uh, Wynn will kind of still try and keep an arm up him, but kind of like move her body awkwardly up the ladder and try and keep an arm around Johnny. Okay. Britta, why don't you give me a strength plus athletics roll? Just the two for strength? Yep. Okay. Oh, boy. One success. Hey. Great. Win, give me strength plus athletics and add plus one die. One success. All right. (laughs) With a little help from Britta, you got the big fella up on top. Yep. All right. Okay. He's up. Very he's up. Afraid of how this right. for me. This is- okay. You swear he's doing it on purpose. You are such a fucker, Johnny Saxon. I'm gonna kick your ass when you're awake. I know you hear me. And she'll go and she'll just kind of prop him up on the cot, as he was before. <laughs> or no, he can't. She can't. She just drops him on the floor. Badunk. <laughs> is everything okay up there? More papers. Yeah, he's an over. asshole. No, 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 no. All right, let's start with Miles. He's at least a slight man. All right. Same system. Yep. The frown on Tim's face does not translate to audio, <laughs> but it might. Uh, with I don't know uh, if comical the word I would use to describe. The two of you bring Miles up with no issue. All right. I think you're taller than Johnny, but you're more svelte. Yep. A, yeah, I'll take svelte. Johnny's a beef man. Yeah. Neil finishes putting the newspapers in numerical order and then starts... Right. Britta, come on up. Ordering right. the clip-outs of horoscopes going back to, like, 1983. Neil. That also got scattered. How do we lock this proper? I have uh, keys. And do you and have he, maybe a rug or something to put over it? Yeah, uh, that, and then usually the blanket kind of hangs over the side of the bed. Okay. okay. And he points out and gives the keys to Wynn as he keeps ordering the papers. Wynn takes the keys and figures out which one it is and... Locks everything up tight. I find the blanket or the the rug and move the blanket as directed. Mm-hmm. I set them on on the cot so their legs are also overhanging. No, bring them bring them upstairs. Keep them behind the counter. Okay. The shutters are closed. It's fine. Okay. You find yourself having to move Johnny again. It stairs not a ladder this time. It is, <laughs> it is less frustrating, yeah. but it is not not frustrating. Right. I don't have to move him up a vertical surface this right. time. And his body just it constantly leans the wrong way every time. And again, it's as though he's doing this on purpose. You are such a twat. What? 
Not you, honey. Okay. So, and she'll she'll drag him to an easily available spot, and she'll just set the set him on the ground. There's a place like behind the counter near the register. Uh, if you're knocking Johnny down there, you'll also see that there is a shotgun mounted under the counter. Neil, is this shotgun alarmed? I don't know what its emotional state is. All right, that that was a lot to ask. My bad. Like the moment you apologize, the windows shatter. And you can hear the staccato of gunfire as bullets fill the shop. And chunks of the wall start falling. Papers are getting tipped over everywhere. Things hanging from the wall are completely destroyed by this hailfire of bullets. And you hear these, these car wheels screech to a stop right by the car that's outside. And more and more and more ammunition is dumped straight into the the, uh, the the car you guys arrived. Oh, Is there a hand grenade behind here? Uh, yes, but it's drilled out. Okay. It's, it's a collector's item. Your loud, loud, loud gunfire. Customers, take a number. <laughs> yeah, definitely one of those. It quiets down and way off in the distance. We're coming for you, Miles! And the cars take off. Of course it's them. Is everyone okay? I'm fine. What's going on up there? I think the Sedites again. Are you sure? This is a rough neighborhood. They were yelling for Miles, and they definitely shot up his car. I don't think they're going to notice the wiring. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, the frown on Tim's face doesn't, doesn't translate, translate to audio. Translate but... to audio. <laughs> Nor the lifted fist. Yep. <laughs> or the you, fact Miles. that his sweater is the exact color of the Hummer. Twilight Maroon. Twilight Maroon. Uh, wait, the, the Sidites came... Oh, hold on, I checked my phone to see if I have any missed messages. Uh, you don't? Hmm. Well, I told Miles it was like a 50-50. Were either of their husks hit? Yes. It looks like Johnny took one to the arm. That's about it. Is that anything we can do anything about, or that's gonna hurt him more? It's irrelevant. Yeah. He's at a state where only a handful of things really make a difference. Just had to put another hole in my jacket, though, didn't you? <laughs> Just one. We're getting new stuff soon. Don't worry about it. No, uh, look at that. A new trip. jacket for Johnny. That'll be better. Uh, it's a new opportunity for a patch. Mm-hmm. Now now we're thinking. Mm-hmm. There we go. There's a reason he likes Britta. <laughs> <laughs> he gets it. He can't just replace a jacket. Sure can. <laughs> Actually, speaking of dress better, are we still wearing our... I haven't changed. It's been a while. We could have gotten you new clothes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the shop has a bunch of clothes in it. That's fair. No, just make sure. If the sure. shop has a leather jacket, I'm putting it on. What kind of if crappy attire have you put Britta in now? <laughs> you tell us what you found in the shop. Yeah. What kind of clothes are available in your shop? Uh, it looks like just literally the clothes you find in a pawn shop. like A mishmash at a, a low-end pawn shop. T- yeah, a ton of stuff that was like taken from estate sales or someone may have robbed someone and then tried to... To be fair, I would imagine that your place gives less of a vibe of pawn shop and more of a vibe of, like, weird vintage curio shop. Kind of. Except for all, like, the guns and shutters and graffiti. It is kind of like that. But most of the best vintage curio stuff is downstairs in boxes and not for sale. So, like... Mm -hmm. Maybe a wedding dress or two. <laughs> Actually, I quite like the 80s prom dress thing. Maybe something like, I imagine like a black lace over a satin overlay. Like something maybe. Somebody's uh, quinceanera dress. Yeah. Like... <laughs> but they have to be in like, 
awful. Like a real goth prom dress. Yeah. Maybe like a leather jacket to go over it. Just full yeah. on. Yeah. Full yeah. on Buffy full the on Vampire, Vampire Slayer. Slayer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. This is hysterical because mm-hmm. I feel like the you know, the princes, or, or not necessarily the prince, but uh, Kindred of Note are showing up. And you guys got dressed up like six-year-olds. <laughs> Thinking that they're going to a fancy party, like you've got like wow. a big fat '60s tie, you've got a prom dress. No, I'm wearing a sweater. Thought, you found that he thought was it was pretty. I like, don't think that there's like a big selection of women's clothes in your pawn no. shop. Tell it me is if I'm very wrong. eclectic, yeah, but there's not like wrong. a. I, I imagine it's like this blue thing with like a seafoam green sash as part of it, like just like, what? Why? <laughs> because under the sea prom, I am yeah, super okay exactly. with like random Enchantment like under the sea. Yeah, of goth dress and leather jacket, like. like I definitely found, have those. I think I found appropriate yeah. thing and stuck yeah. with that low baseline. Neil actually looks more comfortable in his clothes than he did when he was wearing like the bowling shirt and oversized jeans. He's wearing like tight black slacks mm-hmm. and like a, sh- a button-up shirt with like a mandarin collar that comes to just under his Adam's apple and uh, a zip-up sweater like cardigan, oh, like, a z- Mr. Yeah. like a zip-up sw- sweater. It's a deep maroon with a collar and a shirt pocket. Burgundy. Yeah, like a burgundy. It's like a burgundy zip-up carded sweater with a pocket. Wynne has found a men's leather jacket and has put it on over whatever she's wearing. Not because she wants to look nice, but because she's fairly certain she'll get her ass kicked. Marlboro on the back. (laughs) Oh, yeah, this is the 90s. There's definitely a lot of, like, that send away for Marlboro shit. After a couple of minutes after the gunfire, Neil will come upstairs. Neil. Before you come up here, you should know that the Sedites shot out a bunch of your windows, and there's a bunch of papers that have been knocked I around. I had the shutters down. He comes upstairs. Yeah, Neil looks around the remains of his shot-up shot, like the bullet holes in the steel, and just... <sighs> I, um... Make another self-control check? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't Difficulty know. Difficulty eight. <laughs> <laughs> begins... Uh, I'm going to spend a willpower. This is a really bad time for me to freak out. Mm-hmm. In there. Don't you pass automatically? No. Because I didn't think the ones could take away from the willpower. By the book, by the way we've been playing, okay. they still take away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two successes. Yay! Uh, instead of being like, yeah, I control myself, Neil essentially starts to cry, which is... Probably where both of you will find out. It's very easy for Neil to slip into humanity mm-hmm. or blush of health. It, it doesn't actually cost him any blood to do it. Okay. So he just he just starts crying and like slowly sweeping it's okay. piles of glass Don't and you cry blood tears. Isn't not it? if you're human. Not if you spend to be a human. Oh, okay. Neil, do you need a hug? He doesn't answer, but also doesn't push you away if yep. you get closer. Wynn kind of comes closer and takes the broom, gives him a big gangrel hug. Buddy, it's going to be okay. <laughs> We're going to get it fixed. I feel like that has a different meaning. <laughs> a gangrel hug? No. My heart gets Inti- torn out. <laughs> Intonation matters. All Hugs right? the two ag. As the floor <laughs> is covered feel in... Feel the power of my love. <laughs> As the floor is covered in broken glass and loose newspapers and... All sorts of just refuse. The door opens, and you can hear a little bell. Ding! And first walking in is the sheriff, who seems quiet and has a little bit of a morose expression. The trouble you guys have been having over the past, you know, couple weeks, it looks like he's been getting it just as rough. 
It's not in any words or anything like that. He says, he says nothing upon entering. Then there are two kindred that follow him in. One of them you immediately recognize as Seneschal Reese, who has a smarmy expression, adjusting his glasses and kind of looking um, between the group view and has this derisive expression, particularly when he settles on Wynn. Wynn uh, returns the expression. And then behind him is Upton Rollins. Oh, God. Who, he looks like a, a ruler who has accidentally stepped into a field of cow shit because everything around him is disgusting and he does not want to touch anything. And he, he, he looks around as though there's this horrible pungent smell in the air that he can't get away from and he is completely uncomfortable. But then he gets out of the way. Uh-huh. And stepping in, looking much, much more graceful than any of the individuals that have already come inside is a very handsome, charming young man with blonde hair that's swept back. His suit is likely worth more than the entirety of everything on this block combined. And in his hand is a cell phone that's probably smaller than any cell phone you've ever seen. My God. Just very easily fits into the palm of his hand. And the group stops and sort of just looks around at the chaos that's unfolded. And the stranger, the perfect stranger, the one that you guys have never seen before, sets his gaze on Neil. Where is Miles? Uh, Right here, sir. Uh, Britta, can you you help me with... He is not sir, you will call him Archon, the Seneschal says. (laughs) Fresh with uh, human fluids and features, uh, Neil throws up in his mouth a little bit and then goes, uh, "Yes, Archon, he's he's right, he's right here." Uh, and Wind leans down and just kind of lifts him up um, as gracefully and as with with as much dignity as she can manage. He walks over to Miles, who's being held in the air by a gangrel, who's like, "I have things for you here," <laughs> cradled lovingly. I'd like to think. Meanwhile, Johnny's just heaped in a pile. <laughs> I'm actually just stepping on yeah. <laughs> Just kicking him out of the way. Oh, oh, sorry, we put Johnny on top. Get, get out of here, Johnny. Just grab him by the leg. Toss. Shoo! The Seneschal makes his way over to Miles, and he goes to uh, draw a very small, thin ritual dagger that's covered in these kind of excessive runes. And before he can cut himself open, the Archon gives him a look, and the Seneschal instead decides to reach out and place his hand on Miles, like right across the chest. And he whispers words in Latin and invokes hermetic thaumaturgy. And Miles finds himself expending one point of blood to heal one point of lethal and becomes conscious. The blood rush is painful, but it quickly subsides, and Miles, you find yourself in a very strange situation with your sire present and looking over you with not a judgmental expression, but definitely, he's definitely giving you that look when when there's business to be had, work to be done, and you're not in position. You're napping in the break room, slacker. When I got this. Uh, please uh, let me down. 
All right, when gingerly kind of puts his feet down first, make sure he's stable before she actually lets go. I dust myself off. Straighten up, give the sire a bow, then proceeding along the lines and to Upton and then the Senatol, and I give a nod to Weathers. Miles, join me outside, please. Yes, sir. Miles and his sire. As soon as he says the word sire after they said Archon, <laughs> Neil just looks between the two of them like, what the fuck? And the two step outside. The prince, the seneschal, the sheriff uh, have deferential expressions as they get out of your way and allow Miles to walk by and accost him. So we go outside. I, Miles... There are a few matters that need to be discussed right away. Meanwhile inside, Weathers gives the Seneschal a look. Take care, my boy. And there's a bit of a like a an exchange of expressions between the two of them that aren't completely cordial, but definitely they definitely seem to be on the same side. Okay. When goes while they're when he mentions that she goes and she lifts Johnny up. You, uh, you lift Johnny the, <laughs> the big bra thumps up onto the counter, and the Seneschal takes out that dagger of his, cuts his, his wrist open, and gingerly feeds Johnny his blood. And Johnny, you find yourself roused by the taste of kindred vitae. It's nice. In fact, he actually gives you Three pints of his own blood. More than he needed to. So Johnny, are you okay? Blood traits I get from him allow me to spend to heal, or how does that work? So you will immediately heal one, and then you will gain three blood. Okay. The Seneschal and Sheriff Weathers have an, another exchange of looks back and forth. Weathers doesn't seem overly happy to know that he didn't have to do that to wake you up. But is grateful that you're moving at all. The Seneschal and his prince turn without very much fanfare, simply walk out. Uh, his grace does cast a glance at Britta. We should be speaking again soon. Of course, your, gra- your grace. And they saunter on outside to the sidewalk, stepping over the glass like, and kind of crunch under their heels. Britta will hold his, uh, hold his gaze, uh, watch him as he goes. But w- when he goes, she'll run over to Johnny. Johnny, are, <clears throat> are you okay? Johnny's eyes flip open and kind of look a lot like somebody who's been, uh, been hit a little bit hard in the face. There's a lot of blood in the eye. And he vibrates for a second and immediately, faster than you would expect... Is on his feet. Whoa, whoa, Johnny, take it easy. Hey, bud. You're safe. We got it. He kind of looks down at the ruin of his chest. Yeah, it does not look great. <sighs> Johnny, literally, shit. We're um, we're in Neil's Haven. We, I will spend blood to start healing. He just starts knitting the process of knitting himself back together. Good, Johnny, heal. We're gonna need you. What the? Oh, we uh, we did it. The you did it. You and you and Miles and Wynn and the the bear is dead and and you're alive and the weeping bear is dead. The weeping yeah, bear is you, dead. You got it. 
How long's it been? A couple weeks. of weeks. How how do I get back up? The Reese Seneschal. He he closes his eyes and kind of like sets his jaw and then gives a very hard stare at Weathers. You don't want to know what it cost me. It cost it cost you something. It's gonna cost me something too now. Yeah. If there had been another so choice, I'm sure the sheriff would have. He'll sort of falls quiet and goes back to sweeping. We would have if we could have, Johnny. Where's Miles? Talking to his sire. Did I recognize who the Archon is? No. Not at all. Okay. Did you know that his sire is an Archon? I think he had, uh, he had mentioned it once or twice. Well, maybe to you. I had no idea. It's not really my business to be talking about his... whatever. What's... um... what's an Archon? A conversation for later and he sort of looks at throws glances towards the door as if he's terrified to say it wrong and get murdered to hell with that archons are just they're the boss's boss That's, we all we all report to Rollins, and he has domain here it, well shit rolls down from somewhere neil as the entire time that johnny's talking is like moving a hand across his throat like shut shut up but we're not gonna he looks what? Just, I'm on edge, and I, I don't think that right now is maybe the time to... Um, I'm sorry, I, I can ask more about it. And, uh, what the hell happened to your haven? Sedites. Said they're coming for Miles. Apparently oh, they found out he was here. Oh, probably shit. Probably because they parked his car. The, oh, God, Miles the, is probably looking at his car right now. The weapons. What? <sighs> what weapons? Miles and I, uh, we took some delivery from the Setites. If we've been out out of commission for two weeks, they're probably none too happy that that's uh, been... Well, they haven't necessarily found themselves in the right spot. Are they in the right spot? What's, but who, who's the buyer if the Sedites are selling? Look, I don't know, man. I suspect things are okay. But Roland's knew about the damn thing. He's just been sitting on this? We don't so know, the prince, Johnny. The prince is literally outside. Yeah, he's he's here. Oh, to hell with him. I'm not saying it to his face. Johnny, what the hell do you mean the prince is in on it? Look, maybe this isn't for me to talk. You should ask Miles. He walks over to the the shop door and closes it and twists the lock. No, Johnny, I'm asking you. Neil goes over and not a stranger to having clandestine conversations in this location puts on the radio. Power Man 5000 starts running. Fuck that, this is Neil's radio. There's a whole bunch of Blue Oyster Cult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Setites and the Ven- Venture got together for a little meeting. Clan Venture was buying a lot of weapons from the Setites, and I got called in to, uh, to help move them. I heard that it was the whole clan, and, and just it got, got uh, once again, shit rolls down the peg onto Miles' head. So, I didn't actually see him there, but I figured that uh, it wouldn't just be Miles dealing with the Setites, otherwise we probably would be missing our... Venture friend. They probably would have picked someone else to do the deal. So the Venture buying guns. What the hell is going on? I don't know. Johnny, I got bad news. More? Yeah. There's some sort of trouble afoot. And I've been given right of progeny. So is every Barah in the domain. We're all required to embrace two. Required to embrace two? To embrace two. The fuck inspired that? That's not Whatever's out. got them buying guns. Are you the only clan that's been asked to do that? Yeah. 
Weathers, this ain't our style. No, it's not. In well, fact, this smacks on, of something really, really nasty. Whatever's going on with that Xantosa that you guys are working on? Do you remember how I told you about how I got embraced? Johnny. I'm not doing that to somebody Johnny, else. you're not the only story I've ever heard of being embraced that way. And if we don't do this, there's a good chance that a lot of people are going to find themselves crawling their way out of ditches. Just like you. So yeah, I'm not a fan, but there's got to be a reason this is happening. Johnny, they shovel-headed you? Yeah. Jesus, fuck. Happened on the road out towards Chicago. Maybe we'll talk about that some other time. Right yeah. now, I'm... I'm not doing that, Weathers. I'll, 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 I will back you up in any kind of fight you want to go into, but I am not just making two new bruja to, to fill in the, the trenches here. Johnny, you can't think for a second that Upton's not going to crush any form of resistance he sees right now. Especially one with your story. You need to toe the line harder than anyone else. Are there any of the other clans being forced into this bullshit? No, they're not. But it's not like this is the first time you found out that the camera is not fair. So you can be a bitch about it and whine... Or you can do your fucking job. But any other choice is just going to get us all fucked. But that's not... Um, sorry, sir. Would that mean that they're under his accounting? No. The conscripts for Roman Pendragon's army. What? So I'm supposed to embrace two people and not even watch out and for them? them off just hand die. them over to Pendragon? Yeah. Neil turns as if he's, like, still sweeping so that only Britta can see him right now and mouths many-faced demon. Like, with a weird sort of panicky, manic look on his face. Britta will lower her eyes in understanding and swallow back questions. Weathers, I have eaten a lot of shit working for this domain. But this crosses a line. There is no way I am taking orders from that cowardly piece of shit prince, making two vampires, handing him over to Pendragon, and then just what? Getting in the trenches to do the bidding of just this? There's got to be a better way. That's what being Camilla means sometimes. And yeah, it's not great, but think about the fucking options. Neil turns the radio up as the two Bruja start to get louder. You know... At this point, I feel like getting blood hunted is a better option. Running off and finding some anarchs and getting that, getting just out of this shit. Johnny, what do you think's going to happen when they show up to New Haven and start going after innocent people and you're not there? What if they get the wrong one? You going to let that happen, Johnny? No. I don't like this any more than you do. How sure are you the spot's coming? We're pretty sure. Johnny, at least you'd be their sire. And it wouldn't be someone else. Someone who wouldn't care about them. For whatever that's worth. Johnny gives you a look that you're not used to seeing on him. You see his heart kind of breaks a little bit at that notion. 
and he just has this really remorseful, sad kind of look on his face. The sheriff lowers his head, kind of defeated. Take your time. And he turns and just walks out. Weathers, did you find the carcass? (sighs) Yeah. Is it dealt with? It's dealt with. Thank you. You did good. We could have done better. That goes for all of us. And he just walks out. Weathers is right about something, Johnny. There is something coming. Something really bad coming to New Haven. Whether it's the Sabbat or... I don't know a lot about the Sabbat. That's your... That's your thing, but... There is something coming. I know that much. I'm not saying anything that they're asking you to do is right, but... He's not blowing smoke up your ass. Doesn't matter if the Sabbat is coming. How we respond to it is what's going to bring hell to the city. I don't disagree. Embracing new kindred like this in mass graves, that's what the Sabbat does. Yeah. It's the prince's orders. I don't care if it's the prince's orders. It's he's acting practice. like a goddamn bishop is what he's acting like. What? When I was embraced, I was embraced by a pack of Sabbat. I was on the road out to Chicago, and I was in a truck stop, and this group of young kids was getting bullied by these large, dark goons. I, I just took them for a, for a, a, a group of just gangbangers or some. I, I had no idea what I was dealing with at the time, but I thought I could be the upright knight and help these young kids. They, they couldn't have been older than 17, these kids. Well, I picked a, fe- a fight with Sabat Pack, and they happened to like the fact that I was willing to go toe-to-toe with them. So they embraced me, and they don't do it like the Camarilla. It's a dirty, ugly process. And they just, they'll embrace 10, 12 mass graves of kindred thrown together. And the ones that rise to the top, rise to the top and get thrown into the army. They don't have coteries. They're like wolf packs. They're led by religious zealots. They have priests that tend to the to the hounds that they mass embrace. Do you know who? Do you know who my broodmates were? There was at least twelve gangrel that they don't treat like people. They treat them like dogs. I don't even know if if they remember how to be people anymore. They keep them in, in kennels during the day, and at night they just hunt the streets. Johnny. And they hide Johnny, like you do. stop. The point is, I don't want to go down that road again. I know. And a prince that makes directives that we have to go down this way to protect the, the domain, I think he's out of control. Maybe, but it's his domain. Capital D. He makes the rules. Well, then maybe somebody should praxis with a capital P. Cool. It's, what, is it going to be you? It's not going to be me. It's not going to be any of us. Praxis? Johnny sits back, with, having been kind of thoroughly defeated by the fact that he completely agrees that he is not the person to praxis. Uh, pra- praxis. Uh, contesting for the princedom. Becoming the new prince. But bloodless praxis is rare. Let's put it that way. And the prince is powerful and has a lot of Not allies. And we shouldn't be talking about the fucking P word with a door that won't shut when he's on the sidewalk talking to Miles. 
let him let him come back in and ask him if you ask me if I want to rethink what I just said. Neil keeps throwing super nervous looks at the front door, like mm, please don't open, please don't open. Look, Johnny, I, I'm not I'm not saying this is okay. I'm not saying this. I I don't. This ends. Something ends in the next year with tragedy for you, and I don't know if it's stoppable or not, and I don't know if this is involved or not, but... What the hell are you talking about? Just, like Miles said, I get insights sometimes, right? He looks, like, guilty you read and my nervous. horoscopes now? Sure, let's go with that. I just, I'm worried about you, and what all this means, and if the Sabbat are coming here, if the Sabbat are the many-faced demon... I don't know, but I, they're, if they're coming, I, I don't want you not here. I don't think I could make it. Johnny reaches out puts a hand on your shoulder. Thank you. He looks over at the, uh, the rest of you guys and gives you a pretty heartfelt stare. I'm sorry that my temper gets the better of me a lot. You guys have probably been through hell watching out for me and Miles. Yeah, you were a real me. asshole coming up the ladder. It's okay, Johnny. We're glad you're back. Yeah. Thank you all. Let's get Miles back in here and see what he has to say. Is it okay to... I mean, we should just wait, right? For Miles? He's talking to an Archon. We're just going to stay inside. We're we're not going to interrupt that. Okay. The group of you wisely decide to stay inside and not interrupt the Archon. That being said, two of you do have all specs. Yeah, that's an Archon. (laughs) Nope. Nope. Is Britta going to spy on the Archon? I don't think I can. There's a radio on. That doesn't matter. You can tune it out. Oh. Uh, Neil is choosing not to because he's having a panic attack. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, if no one tells me directly not to. Drive it like you stole it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Then I yes, will. yes, yes. Hearing. Uh, hearing all specs, yes. Heightened senses, sorry. Uh, the, I, I turn the radio down after Weathers leaves anyways. It was just a cover for the shouting bruja. Britta won't, like, stand by a bullet hole in the wall or anything like that, but she'll help sweep, quote-unquote, with uh, some heightened hearing. All right. So you listen in on the conversation between Miles, the Archon, and the Prince. Outside, Miles, uh, the first thing that happens is your sire takes out a cigarette for one of those nice, like, silver cigarette holders and offers one to you. I take it. He lights your cigarette for you. Thank you. Lights one for himself. I understand things have been rather trying lately. I walked into a situation I didn't know was happening until it was basically that. Yes, well, unfortunately, it seems that the domain that you call home is undergoing a similar situation. Oh, it's a good thing to wake up to. New Haven, Bridgeport, New York... It seems all along the East Coast there are signs appearing more and more that the Savat intends a complex assault, the likes of which that we have never seen. Yeah, We've been intercepting missives where we can, but it would seem that Archbishop Polonia, in association with numerous other archbishops and an organization known only as the Black Hand, intends a massive crusade along the East Coast. Fantastic. We do not suspect we will win many battles. And so, we must seek to win those that are most important. 
The weapons cache. Yes. Where is it? Should be at my haven. Good. As of right now, his grace, he kind of... He's a little, like, aloof when he refers to the prince as his grace. He doesn't throw air quotes around it, but almost. <laughs> yeah. Is assembling kindred who will be able to function as something of a smokescreen as this force makes its way up north. Roman Pendragon's forces are... Roman Pendragon's forces have been struggling with what they're already engaged with. Once this, whatever this is, sweeps up from from Mexico City, I don't know that it's going to hold. Smokescreen will allow us to convince the Sabbat that we are waging war against them, when in truth, we are conserving resources and waiting for a more important target. Do I get to know this target, or was that... You don't. Okay. But your position is no accident. I did not think so. New Haven is one of the major locations that we're looking to see defended. It's good to hear. I would like to see to it that Upton Rollins, his grace, the prince mm-hmm. kind of smiles at that, that his domain remains secure. Very good. See to it that it remains um, a successful source of resources as we need them, and you must keep the Sabat presence out. This Zentosa situation that you're dealing with? Yes. We need to know everything about it. Because whoever this Zantosa fellow is has been feeding information to the Sabbat. All right. Uh, do we need to know that right now, or...? What do you know so far? Not a lot. What do you know? The last I'd heard, they're a sort of remnant family, living vampires of sorts, uh, creating these abominations that seem to be raging out there. The gangrel in the area have been dealing with it for a while, apparently. Hmm. I don't know if they knew the family existed, but these abominations have been known. This name, Zantosa, appears frequently in association with the Zimisi. We're looking to learn more about them. How bad would it be if somebody had been in talks with them for a while inside the domain? It would potentially be treason. I have an idea that, that somebody might be, but I don't have anything concrete. Get what you can, then. I'll crucify the bastard and have him conclaved myself. They are a player in this town. Well, my request ends. Very good. What do you need? I have no idea what this thing is, but it needs to be put down, sounds like. And possibly no That is to... a service you are providing. Correct. What do you need? Unsure. I don't know what to do with it yet. I imagine they've been gathering information since I've been out. Get your team properly equipped. Xantosa, I want a live. You want a live? If possible, yes. I recognize that that might not be something that we can accomplish. And if not, dead. But preferably alive. Got it. If we'll take a deal, offer it to him. Mm-hmm. So, okay. We'll do what we can. Furthermore, the Euphoric is highly interested in this conflict. If the Sabah can take the East Coast, that gives them a a very potent springboard into the Western Europe. So, Prater Rollins is going to see to it that New Haven is a success story. You shall serve as his lictor, and you shall ensure that Upton Rollins remains safe, secure, and successful. I see. As soon as I can, we'll celebrate your... Promotion. Oh. oh. But that might be some time. Yes. Well, it seems like we'll be very busy very soon. 
Yes. Do we have a time frame? We don't. Great. I'm headed to D.C. to get some more information right now. I have a plane to catch with Archon Bell. Can I trust New Haven in your hands? Upton Rollins looks deeply offended that he just said that to you. Of course, me and Prince Rollins will keep New Haven safe. Yes, yes, of course. Yes, of course, Archon. You need not worry. Excellent. I wish you well. Good luck. He turns and heads off. Upton Rollins turns and looks to you, and he offers his hand to shake. Well, Lictor, see to it that my affairs are in order. I'm taking the night off. Yes, Praetor. And he turns and he <laughs> heads off to the car where the Seneschal and a couple of his uh, ghoul bodyguards are waiting to escort him home. I take a moment around. Where the fuck are we? <laughs> <laughs> Miles has never been to Neil's Haven. <laughs> uh, like, from outside, you hear Britta softly laugh inside <laughs> the pot shop. Are you listening in? Miles what? is a moment where he looks around aghast and is like, Oh God, am I in Fairhaven? <laughs> Should I? And for a second, okay, I'm like... Are you listening in? That's a, that's a... Yes. That's awesome. I like... I look at the shirt. I just like kind of rip it off. <laughs> just like just just fuck it they done with their conversation I think so has Miles seen his car yet I haven't heard anything about it okay my car <laughs> I was like is there a car out here I feel like uh, I... there's definitely something that fits the color but it's just a lump of metal and bullet holes. No wheels. <laughs> I kind of pat it. Like, goodbye, old friend. <laughs> I had you for one night. <laughs> I don't know when. There's kind of a metallic sound, but I sigh. A deep breath, and then I start walking back in. Uh, the apartment complex across the street, its front door opens, and you're wearing a trench coat and a scarf. And like kind of like a fedora hat approaches a familiar face. Uh, you immediately recognize your ghoul, who has apparently been staking out across the street this entire time to make sure that you stay safe. Miles, it is so very good to see that you are well. I kept an eye on the situation for as long as I could, informed her sire as to what was taking place. Good to see you, Marcos. Good to see you too, Miles. You look healthy. Yeah, uh, doing better than I was. Yes, well, I, I protected everything for you. You've done an excellent job. Thank you. It seems like our sire has uh, given us new responsibilities. Uh, our sire? My sire. Or my ghoul. Oh, yes, of course. Right. Oh, you just oh, got his you just killed. <laughs> Can I give it parts? Of- no. <laughs> we are going to be very busy in the near future, and um, it's promising times. It's very good to hear. Full of danger, but many things can come of it. I'm okay with it. Very good. Why is there, why is the car still here? The uh, why is the car still here? Yes. Um, a great deal of the internals have been torn out. I couldn't. How did that happen? I have no idea. Huh. Hopefully, they took all the <laughs> other things inside because I'd be very distraught if I seem to be missing any of my other items. No, he's noticed the car went. Uh, he opens his trench coat and takes out your katana. Uh, thank you. That's very important. I guarded it with my life. Good. Thank you. 
It's very important. Yeah. I, you know. Yes, I'm sorry. I it's guess just, I'll, I'll be on my way then. No, please stay. You should probably be party to what's going to come next. As you wish. I turn around and go back inside and look look <laughs> at the door. and remember hearing yelling. Well, it's quite a shop you have here, Neil. Neil sighs, <laughs> looking around at, like, the wreckage. At this point, I will turn off my heightened senses. So, we have a couple things coming up ahead of us. Yes, we do. So mm-hmm. what have you learned about Zentosa? What? What have you been doing since I've been out? Making sure you're... B- Guarding your bodies. Yeah. For one thing. Okay. My body doesn't move. Doing some Other research. people's bodies supposed do. To be... Whose bodies do? The Sedites? The yeah, ones the who drive are the by? ones who did this. Okay. To my home. How many times did they do it? Once. When? That's a, like an hour ago. Right. Well, Miles, we were told that you'd be woken up soon, so... Well, we didn't know what soon meant, but... Seneschal Reese was supposed to come here and wake you up, and then a day passed, and then another day passed, and then it was two weeks later almost. What was I supposed to do? Oh, hell, did Reese blood, blood give you blood too? No, he didn't. What? No, he just put a hand over him. He incanted him. Wait, Reese gave him blood? Yeah. Yep. Fuck. Johnny growls and smashes the counter. In the. Hey, oh. In the future, the oh, done. The, the one part that was totally untouched, <laughs> Miles. I, I'm I, I, no, I'm sorry. I should have stopped them. I, Neil, I'm, I got distracted. I'm sorry. I it's shouldn't fine. have let Reese do that. <sighs> well, you guys are a hot mess. Yeah. Right. So, one. Thank you for looking at my body for the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Have you been getting better at hunting? He uh, asks to Britta. Um. Well, I've managed. She's been doing it without supervision. Great. We have to go take care of the Zantosa family, and we need yes, to I'm bring aware. them alive. Alive? Alive. Can you talk to them? The Zantosa? I don't know. I was hoping for more information than the last one we had. But... Well, I'm working on some things, but I need some help. Your, uh, your former primogen said that they were revenants? Yeah. I don't know a whole lot about the, uh, about revenants. From what she said, they were they can make their own vampiric blood. But they're, if they're still they're, living, you knock them on the head, and hopefully they just fall out. They seem or, to be tied as a meat sea. So how rough can I? Or be Miles can just talk to them in his super authority. I'm a Ventru voice. We look. We have a lot of options. We should start Great. with the fact that they're probably going to have more abominations. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. That's what I've been working on, is trying to figure out Anti-abomination when... Anti-abomination stuff? Trying to figure out when the best night to move is. Oh. Well, hopefully they're, we're not talking about abominations the size of the weeping bear. If That seems to be an anomaly. The weeping bear was created for a specific purpose. Also, we can get hardware and other things that we may need. If we know what we're going in against, it makes it easier to... Put That's our first thing. The second thing is we get to defend New Haven. You got promoted? Of sorts. Oh, that's fantastic. You think maybe that we could, like, angle you to replace the prince? Oh, whoa, whoa there, chief. Miles, there's I, I know been that some... they drove away and all, but... Miles, there's been some developments, the th- things that Clan Brujas has been asked to do. You Which heard is... about this shit? No, I haven't. I've been Ten informed. Dragon's Army? <sighs> Something about a smokescreen. Before we go that... That's what? my side of things. Hold on a second. So, let me give you an overview. The Sabbat are moving in a large, complex attack. Yeah, that makes sense. From Mexico City, 
all the way through all of the East Coast. We're talking unprecedented organization. The entire East Coast? Entire East Coast. That doesn't make sense. What? I don't know how. I don't know exactly why. But our job is to keep New Haven Sabbat free. Neil, does this have anything to do with what you've been researching? And maybe I have been given the job to make sure that Upton does this job. Many faced demon. Kidding me? While Upton stays maybe secure. That prick laid down an edict that all of Clan Bruja get right of prodigy progeny. And, and not just right of progeny, we're forced to make two progeny and hand them over to Roman Pendragon. Yeah, it sounds like that force does not expect to make it out of the engagement that it happens to be in. There's... I can't do that, Miles. But if it's against something like, are the Black Hand another anomaly? That is an okay, organization. What, what are you talking about with Black Hand and smokescreens and stuff, Britta? She's referring to the conversation I just had with my sire. Yes? Yes. Oh. I'm, so, I'm sorry. You need to back it up. What did you say? I... The Black Hand? Does that sound familiar to you? Because it is a organization within the Sabbat that's organizing this attack. Johnny's eyes kind of go wide in confusion, and then anger, and then a lot of other emotions in the span of a few seconds. An organization? Yep. That's what I was informed of. I've only ever known one black hand, and I thought he was the only one. I imagine... Based on the information that I just received, that's the false. Va- the vampire that embraced me mm-hmm. had a crescent moon tattooed to the inside of his hand. And I never knew his name. Other members of the pack just simply called him the Black Hand. Hmm. So and now you're telling me they're a whole organization of motherfuckers like that? I thought that was kind of like the Sabbat in general. No. It was a whole bunch of motherfuckers like that. No, he was... A special kind of motherfucker? He was calculated. Okay. He... The kind of individual who could rally an organization of scattered zealots like the Sabbat and send them at chosen nuclear targets along the East Coast? With enough of a blood bond, they could do anything like that. Excuse me for a second. When you eavesdrop on people's conversations, you probably should try to cover for it a bit better. I don't believe I should. You definitely should. No, you just woke up from torpor. Yes. I'm not going to lie to you about it. No, that's fine in this circumstance, I'm saying. I'm saying that if you're going to do that, just a bit more subtle. That's it. If it's any of you... It's part of my accounting is to teach you these things. I'm just making sure. I appreciate the lesson, but Miles... And take this lesson from, uh, from your Uncle Johnny here. What he's trying to say is keep it within Clan Ventru, but I agree with your sentiment. Keep it in the keep it in the coterie. No, I I don't. No, what, do you... what I think Miles is saying, if I can interpret for Miles, is I that I can't wait for this. <laughs> Sorry, when you'll have a chance afterwards. No, too. I'm I'm already thinking of how I'm going to interpret what Neil says that you're saying that you're saying Johnny's saying that's uh, no no let, let Neil go. Do you remember what I was talking about earlier, where there are no secrets and everyone can find out anything all the time? Yes. Make it harder. Uh, the assumption that you were eavesdropping, people will only know that you were eavesdropping if you make it obvious that you were doing some sort of eavesdropping. So next time you eavesdrop, uh, 
make sure no one is eavesdropping on you when you tell us about how you were eavesdropping. Neil's, what I think Neil is trying to say, if I can interpret for Neil, is that you should either blow a dog whistle or an air horn before you start listening in on people's conversations. That's the opposite of what I was saying. Take it as someone who listens to a lot of conversations. <sighs> you know what, Britta? You just do you. Okay, look. I have an accounting, and I have I a think, thing that I have to teach. I think Britta And does. I think so what I Miles is saying <laughs> is that he wants us to shut up. Okay. You can do whatever the fuck you want <laughs> oh, after you leave my accounting. Until that point, I am responsible for you. That includes these things. Miles, in the future, what would you like me to do? Feel free to bring it up in the coterie, but just I'm just saying for this, and I don't know how new you are to all of this, I was making it clear that if you're using some of the abilities that come with this, just be subtle about it. Line it in, check with the people around. I mean, to be totally fair, she was just talking to us and nobody's around right now. Mm-hmm. I can tell because I'm eavesdropping. Okay, moving I right along. I think did fine. <clears throat> I don't have any intention on lying to you guys about it. That's, you did good. Fine. Also, Neil. What? Neil what? It still feels like you're undercutting me. So, let's. do I need to demonstrate this again? What am I undercutting you on? Just let it go. Just what I said, let it go. It wasn't me saying somebody did something bad. Okay. I am just making a point. So but you don't need to undercut it. I agree, and I'm not undercutting you. I just think Britta did a good a job. Who needs a snack? Oh my God. Everybody, we should probably feed. I'm going to give you a, a really quick tip. Just give Miles the last word. Miles? Thank you. You're welcome. I just Johnny put- just... <laughs> Johnny puts a hand and just kind of shoves Neil into the next one. It has been an interesting waking up to. I did not expect my sire to show up, among other things. I now, didn't. We didn't I don't know about your, sire your to be progeny, and I don't know how to make this better. It sounds like a fucked situation. Now, I can tell you something, and it's going to be either good or bad. I don't know. These people are going to die. So don't pick people you like. There's a lot of trash in New Haven. Feel free. But there's not a choice in this particular circumstances. And unfortunately, it's going to get a lot worse a lot sooner. And I don't want to be harsh, and I don't want to come off this way. But things are about to get very bad. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We need a bowl, by the way. I'm sorry, what? As the group of you uh, kind of chat about the bull situation, it takes kind of, it takes some time to figure that one out. And the group of you kind of have your, you know, your reunion. You chat. Some of you go out hunting. We'll do some rolls mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. but by and large, it's actually a pretty smooth, easy night. I also at some point check on that pink rhinestone beeper. Tons of messages. Any from a number that I'm looking for. Which number are you looking for? I'm looking for that number that I think my daughter was calling me from. It's all from that number? All from that number. You get a, a message, a call. Hello? Hey, I just want to let you know they're apparently planning to move against you. When? He hangs up. When? I call back. <laughs> Hello? When? When the next couple of nights. Okay. Do you have any way of directing them to a particular area uh, to let them know, hey, look at the cool information you found about where he's going to be? Yeah, I can do that. Great. Uh, I'll call you back. Can I hang up? Okay. 
Hey, uh, Miles? Yeah. Where do you want to get ambushed by the Setites? If mm. you could pick a place. My house is lovely for a Setite to ambush this time of year. I don't. But then they know where you are. Fight in the woods. It's not a hard thing for me to find a new place to live. We also need to maybe pick a place where it won't be an obvious trap. Someplace that Miles would conceivably be. Yeah, let me give me... Miles doesn't go for enthusiastic walks in the woods? No. No, clearly not. Last time he was in the woods, he got all huffy. He's not wrong, though. Huffy seems a little extreme. Yeah, it's it's a bicycle. Mm. As the night goes on, wow. you guys are talking about stuff. Um, Johnny has just been quiet the entire time and has been pensively smoking through his packs of cigarettes, uh, staring at this little pink rhinestone beeper, and just keeps on checking it and looking at it and just getting like getting a darker and darker expression on his face as, as, as the night goes on. It's like this the past hours. This has been like this. Some point, Johnny, you're right. He looks up and over at you. I'm hanging in there, kid. Okay. I still got a lot of shit to figure out here. I'll check in with you once I figured it out myself. Let us, um, let us know if there's anything we can do. I will. Path of Night is an actual play Vampire the Masquerade podcast set in the classic world of darkness. Britta, the unknown new embrace, was played by Rebecca Steigelfest. Johnny Saxon, the Bruja, was played by Garrett Gabby. Miles Davenport, the Venture, was played by Tim Davis. Neil Foster, the Malkavian, was played by Rob Muirhead. Wind Cabot, the Gangrel, was played by Erica Webb. Your storyteller was Lex Lopez, recording by Rebecca Steigelfest. This episode edited by Rob Muirhead. The music used in this episode was January Grunge Love Fest by Technowax. Visit them online at technowax.com. T-E-K-N-O-X.com. Path of Night uses the 20th anniversary edition rule set of Vampire the Masquerade with a few limited house rules. Vampire the Masquerade and the Storyteller system are owned by Paradox Interactive. Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at at Path of Night Pod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash pathofnightpodcast, or email us at pathofnightpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time, Kindred. Marcos, in honor of the fact that you've been my ghoul for ten years, I present you with this special gift. A portrait of me and you made with glitter. <laughs> and macaroni. A gold watch. <laughs>